All right, quiet on set, please. Yeah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That part of the intro. All right, everybody, welcome to the third episode of the OTV podcast. Best podcast in the world. I'm joined by the very lovely, one of my favorite people in the world, Miss Pokimane. Welcome. I'm gonna cry, and it's only three seconds into this episode. Sheesh. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Excited for uh, your first podcast appearance? Actually, yes. I've been very much looking forward to this. I wish that I planned more, um, but I did come very mentally ready to be Mm -hmm. as open of a guest as you could possibly desire. Perfect. We're going to (laughs) cover a lot of topics today. Everything. Talk about everything. Let's get saucy. (laughs) I know deep down you want to get saucy and toast. I want to get saucy. You want to get saucy. Okay, wait. Can we start with this, actually? (laughs) Within OTV, I feel like me and you are, like, secretly the most controversial. Maybe less so secretive for me, more so for (laughs) you. But for me, like, I love to talk. I genuinely love to share my opinion. I've maybe shied away from it, like, the first few years of streaming because, uh, I mean, like, especially just growing up, it's a little bit hard to properly formulate your opinion in front of hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you're the same in the sense that you don't want to shy away from more sensitive topics. And I personally appreciate that a lot. Like, as a friend and as a viewer, I find it a lot more interesting than people who are like... yeah, I was thinking the other day with where you are now, I would say you're kind of like in your, if you, you're kind of in your Miley Cyrus phase. Ooh, I like can see. Like after Hannah Montana, after Fortnite. I see what you mean. Yeah. Not Just exactly. Less like, drugs. Yeah, less yeah. drugs and yeah, going yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, But you're in your like, <laughs> you know, I kind of did everything. I'm chilling. I'm going to say what I want now. Yes, and... um. I'm very much enjoying it. Mm -hmm. But also, personally, I don't like, I don't really have a goal in particular that's like, I want to go crazy. And I seemed like a good girl. And now I (laughs) want to be a bad bad bitch. (laughs) I mean, I've always been a bad bitch, but (laughs) I think it's more so just, um, especially as someone who like grew up on the internet, like not just on the internet, but in front of people. Like from 17 to 25, I streamed all of those like quite formative years. I think now I just want to um, care a bit more about the person that I want to be and a bit less about the person people want me to be. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just in the process of figuring that out, experimenting, and prioritizing enjoying my life. Yeah, when you were in your like Fortnite phase and you're mm-hmm. getting a lot of attention, a lot of young impressionable kids, yeah. chats filled with like a lot of children talking. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt like you couldn't say or do anything that you kind of wanted to do? Um, honestly, I think it was a bit less so that I felt I couldn't say things that I wanted to say. It was just like I was also so young that it was more so like fear and not being aware of like the stark difference between me and some of the audience like within Fortnite, let's say. And it was just like there was this little fire burning within me, this sentiment of I want to be a person that can eloquently voice my opinions, that can say what they want, that can stand for what they believe in. But when you're like 22 and all you've ever known is gaming and streaming, it's kind of hard to actually be that person. Mm-hmm. So I think it was less so that I felt I had to filter myself and more so like 
I was still figuring out who the heck I was in the first place. And especially like when you have such an audience, it's easy to just be influenced by them and be like, oh, they're gearing me towards doing this and liking this and being this kind of a person. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I guess it was a, li a little like not that self-aware. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, when Fortnite would start popping off like, what was that, four years ago now? It's like three. I remember now. I was talking and yeah. you taking it pretty seriously. And when Valorant came out, you like really tried and you recently hit Immortal, yeah. which is pretty much <laughs> as, how many people are Immortal? Like, I think it's point, like 10K. That's like, I don't know the But that's percentage. less than, I would say that's 0.1%. Probably, probably even less. And was that a lot of practice, like off stream, a lot of, what, what, what made you want to push for Immortal? Because... When it comes to women in gaming, as it's always women been. Women in gaming. Women, oh, oh. <laughs> like high rank women. Mm -hmm. The topics, discussion around them is always very contentious. And yes. you could easily just have been Pokemon, you know, Plat Diamond Gamer. Wow, that's pretty good. But everyone was always going to add, yeah, pretty good for a girl. Yeah, <laughs> she's pretty good for a girl. Mm -hmm. But you actually made the effort to push for Immortal. Why is that? Um, oh, it, Immortals top 1.2%. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think for starters, mm, for starters, I really like the game. So that's step one. You know, I've had numerous addictions in my past. League of Legends, Fortnite, now we're in Valorant. And when I really care about something, especially when I care about streaming something, I want to be like as good as I feel I can reasonably be. Um, and especially this being my first FPS, I liked that I could just look up so many videos and find a very clear-cut way in order to get better. Mm -hmm. You just aim train a ton, you play the game a ton, you learn the game, and I enjoyed every part of that. Like, I genuinely learned just like, I enjoyed just grinding my ass off in that game. I enjoyed every game that I played, I mean, for the most part. And I think it was seeing the progress that really felt good, mm -hmm. um, especially progress in something that you are initially so clueless in. I remember, dude, I feel like anything anyone in OTV tells me, like I remember so specifically, there was one day we were playing customs. I don't know if you remember this. We were playing customs and I had just started like uh, aim training every single day. And <laughs> I was like uh, top of the leaderboard or whatever. I was like out fragging everyone within our friend group. And I remember you messaged me and you were like, when did you get so good at this game? Yeah, because... <laughs> and I was so flattered. <laughs> Things like that motivated me to like keep trying so much. Yeah, because when we started playing, we were all kind of similar yeah. level, right? Mm -hmm. But with you, you actually, you were a bit of a sweat. Yes. <laughs> like I, yeah. you were training because you were teaching people about um, on the Valorant maps, they give you a lot of indicator for where your head level is. Yeah. So you're like, oh, just look at here and you know where the head's gonna be i'm like why do you Cross know that <laughs> huh? well, you've been watching videos and play, playing with I pros sure have. <laughs> yeah and how has uh, the public reaction to that been um honestly when it comes to the public reaction to almost anything i don't really see that much by design mm -hmm. like i will generally see what my friends say on twitter and stuff like that and in that regard it's been like pretty positive which i appreciate a lot obviously there will always be little corners of the internet 
random TikTok video here, TikTok comment there, <laughs> YouTube comment. You know, there will always be places for people to go, and again, freaking man, she isn't even that good. I watched her play for two <laughs> seconds and she missed a headshot, you know? And it's like, those places will exist. But I, I feel like I'm overall pleasantly surprised. But I also think my standards are like really freaking low. <laughs> like I remember um, prior to hitting Immortal, like when I could tell I was really close to it, in my mind, I could already think up of all these excuses people are going to give and things that people will say. And I had no idea if like I would post it and like everybody would discredit me. But luckily for the majority, uh, for the like majority of the part, most people were really, really nice, especially friends, other content creators. So I feel like that helped like legitimize my achievement, which mm -hmm. meant a lot. Um, but yeah, because I already knew so many people would likely tear it down anyways, I kind of precaution myself by making sure that it feels like a personal win more so than a I will only care if other people validate me about this mm -hmm. and I for sure freaking feel good about it I stream my games in high elo so I'm happy <laughs> yeah. yeah it was I was really like impressed when you heard it because Immortals like pretty much one of the hardest things to do in Valorant because everyone in Valorant is so like at sweaty the, very sweaty at the high level okay but let me tell you um I think the difference is everybody has pretty good aim in Immortal, High Diamond, Radiant. For starters, you can even tell stats-wise, the difference between Immortal top 1% and top 0.1%, like that gap is huge. In mm -hmm. my opinion, that's the difference between someone who's like gold and someone who's diamond. Wow. Like it can be that much of a difference or like platinum diamond. Like it's even more than a tier actually, I'd say. But I will say, people's aim is really freaking good, but they don't really care to learn the game that well. They don't always want to play for time. Like, mm -hmm. So I know that I can put in the efforts in non-natural-born gaming ways, like strategically, mm -hmm. figuring out things that work, whether it's lineups. Like I can put in the nerd studying hours yeah. in areas where other people won't, and luckily that gives me a leg up, sort of. Oh, very cool. Speaking of saucy, spicy stuff, the Twitch earnings, yeah. as you may have heard, came out, leaked everyone's income for the last two years. What rank were you? 39. 39. Mm -hmm. That's lower than a lot of people, what a lot of people expected, yeah. right? Yeah. And you tweeted out... Um, <laughs> can we, go, go ahead and pull up that tweet. Oh, we love a good spicy <laughs> tweet. <laughs> You, uh, I remember seeing this. I'm like, oh, this is uh, this is something I would tweet out if I was on Twitch. I'd be like, yeah, I mean, you know, all these guys are like, because for me, I like to ride my high horses whenever I can. And in situations where I can't, I just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. But I would, I, I would tweet something similar. It's like, because people don't the audience still don't really understand just how much money people make. And this is yes. just this is just Twitch income from subs and ads. ads. Yeah. Those two things. Not counting bounties or mm -hmm. donations or yeah. sponsorships. It's like two of ten pieces of pies, mm -hmm. right? And you're pretty low and you talked about how you captured donation a year ago because mm -hmm. For those who don't know, oh, it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. There was just, it was like the shitting on Pokemane train. And, 
Um, it was this YouTuber who's been just permanently banned from YouTube. Because the things he said were so damn bad. Yeah, yeah it's like... To get perm- we've seen some real degens on YouTube. To get I know permanent- sometimes I think about that time in my life and I'm like, was that a fever dream? Yeah, it's bro? like, oh Did no, someone this- with like millions of subs really get banned off YouTube because they couldn't help like shit talking me and lying about me and just like trying to roast me twenty four seven. Like that's that's no, crazy. It's crazy that it happened because I, I think like just a few months later, YouTube like our streaming circle became pretty PC like yeah very like Among Us went boom Among Us went boom yeah. and attracted a lot of like younger kids who are more like hey that's not cool like they're very nice. they're very woke yes you know yes. sometimes too woke for their own good we can can we table <laughs> that so we can discuss that later because I, I do want to discuss that too yeah but um my feeling it's better to be too woke than not to allow like what happened to you to keep happening to people right i feel like what happened to you wouldn't really fly today because a lot of the twitter culture would be like hey that's not very cool of you to say (laughs) that (laughs) which Um, honestly i appreciate a lot yeah Yeah. but uh you tweeted like you captured donation because a lot of people yeah i said at least people can't over exaggerate me making millions off my viewers anymore uh basically because back then when it was like shitting on pokey trend or whatever yeah. a lot of people would say that there were like these tweets that were very clearly jokes where people are like pokey i donated my entire rent yeah. to you and my wife is mad at me but it's like it's random tweets on twitter from like anime profiles <laughs> it's not a real person yeah. but people would use that and then hold it against me it's and then also make jokes about me like having tons of simps and this and that when in reality like People, most streamers my size or larger have like multipliers of my sub count. I don't really push for subs that much. Um, Two, it ain't that deep. And three, obviously all those tweets were just not real. Yeah, uh, it's weird because you have the people tweeting, oh, Pokemon Queen, I can't (laughs) pay my rent this month because I donated to you. Like this guy's obviously being facetious and he is essentially like trying to make fun of how pathetic like people who donate to streamers are like he is kind of mocking your audience so he's like one of the people who want to like insult you but then you have the other people who then take that what that person is saying as real and saying wow pokemon made this guy miss his rent she's the terrible person so these two people are in the same group (laughs) and they're like oh no he this, this guy's a simp and i'm just trying to save his life by keeping him from donating his money to you when in reality not neither of these people are actually supporting you in the and first I'm place and i'm sitting at home like uh <laughs> yeah like they came up with a straw man themselves and said look mm-hmm. look what damage you're doing to this person and i think your average supporter like someone who donates to your stream is just like oh, no i just gave her five bucks and she read my message that was <laughs> yeah. it I just memed in her donos and then I went home. Yeah. Yeah. I just watched her stream and that's it. And so you tweeted this out saying like, hey, here's proof that I don't actually get that much money from subs and donations because I don't actively push for it. Mm Because like I said, you're kind of in your Miley Cyrus face where you kind of made your money. You made an impact. You don't need to be out there saying like 100 subs, guys, 100 subs. Please, please. You're just chilling. Yeah. So you tweeted this out because you know you don't you don't want those narratives going around. 
Yeah. I How was the reaction to this tweet from streamers and like? <laughs> <laughs> I am glad. Like, I feel like if I tweeted something like this a year ago, like it just wouldn't fly. Like,、mm-hmm. it, I, I almost would feel like I'm not allowed to. But I'm glad that now people's reactions, like, well, I feel like people needed definitive proof before believing me. Unfortunately,、yeah. like I wish they could have just taken my word a year ago. But、um, I think overall the reaction is like, yeah, you know what, you're right. You did cap your donos. We can see the facts of how much you make, and there's really just no negotiating what I've said because、mm-hmm. there's evidence to it. So. I'm sure there probably were some salty people, but again, I just like if I read every comment, my brain's gonna boom, so I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I'd say positive, which I like, dude. Being able to tweet spicy <laughs> and not getting shit for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the Twitch leak itself was kind of crazy, and yeah. What did you think about it? Um. <laughs> Well, I remember making a video about Twitch income、mm-hmm. like two years ago, saying, "Guys, we make a lot of money. We get paid ten thousand dollars an hour、mm-hmm. for sponsorships. Like that's yeah." And people don't even see that.、Yeah. I think that would be so interesting for others to see the numbers of like exclusive deals, <clears throat> especially for those like Ninja or Shrouds deals,、um, and like sponsorship numbers. I think sponsorship numbers will just like blow people's. Yeah, sponsorship、Brains. numbers are the fun, interesting. It's、ones. almost like RNG, you know. Yeah, like what's what's the highest? <laughs> We can get into some numbers here. <laughs> Have you heard of like really, really high figure deals, like one offs, long terms? I'm trying to think. Oh my god. Okay, not too long ago, like a few months ago, I was offered to do this down. Horrendous deal. <laughs> Picture this, like it's a mobile game, of yeah. course.、Mm-hmm. You have to stream it, of course, on numerous occasions for short amounts of time, like maybe an hour or two, but numerous occasions.、Mm-hmm. And the mobile game has to be played on, like, let's say, a phone or an iPad or whatever. Like, just the thing that you would, you know, like, not usually do. Yeah. And I had to go elsewhere for it, and it was just like it felt like the most inauthentic thing ever. But it was like six figures plus, <laughs> like six figures, and the figure doesn't start with a one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I just I had to turn it down because like I couldn't. Like I could tell it was the kind of thing that like during <laughs> my soul would just evaporate <laughs> from the inauthenticity. And I feel like. Uh, we're all pretty lucky that we're at a point where, like, our brand has like pretty good value. And I feel like sometimes when viewers see you do things that are so disingenuous, you know, like if they see you take a sponsor for something that you just shout out, they're like, "Get that bag."、Yeah. But if you're like out there doing things that are just like so off-brand for money, it just doesn't feel right. So yeah, it it sounds weird because you have to weigh the costs and benefits. Because、mm-hmm. the benefit is six-figure deal. Go somewhere and play some mobile games for a few hours, like a couple of times, a few times over the course of a few months, and you turn that down. And a lot of people's reaction will be like, "Why? I can't believe, yeah. Like, why would you do that? Like, I would、mm-hmm. love for that. It's like, what would be the tangible impact of it? It's hard to quantify. Like, is my audience really gonna be like, 'Oh, you took a mobile deal? Well, I'm not gonna watch you.' But 
It does. Maybe we should break it down for people because I don't want to seem like ungrateful for having yeah. deals like that. It's amazing. But if anything, what I really want to say is I would rather turn down that money than do something that just feels like extremely inauthentic and sell something to my audience that doesn't feel like something I would genuinely ever do. Mm -hmm. Whether it's playing that game, whether it's what I'm playing on, whether it's, it's really all of it. So I think you probably consider this sometimes too. It's like, you also don't want to play a game that like you don't know that well. You're going to be like fumbling around on stream. The content will be dry, bro. Like, yeah. No, yeah, I've done a few of those. And Same. I and know, they scarred me. Yeah, it, it's like, oh, God, what am I, like, what am I doing <laughs> right now? Like, I don't play this game. I don't care about it. But they offered like a large sum of money. Mm. Is the impact going to be that noticeable? And it, it's hard. It's hard to tell. It's like seeing a b-list celebrity do car <laughs> of insurance oh my, commercials or seeing celebrities do cameos oh no like cam that the website yeah. cameo. where you pay them like a hundred dollars to say anything i'm like bro a hundred like you're you feel like your words are only worth a hundred dollars for anything that's crazy to me yeah. i feel like things like that lead to like brand dissolution so there's two in my opinion, there's like two sides of it. There's like the emotional, personal, do you, would you hate what you're doing? Would you not enjoy yourself? Blah, blah, blah. And then there's also the logical side to taking deals like that, which is like the benefits um, and cons to your brand. And I feel like things like that are a massive con to your brand. Like if you stream mobile games for money like six times within even like a month of a period, and that's not something you usually do, as a larger streamer, I think a decent part of your fan base would just like, they... Whether they say it or not, like, they won't see you as highly as they used to. Yeah. That's what I and think. that's something that is, like, not quantifiable, but you have to be very aware of it. Yeah. Like, what you mentioned about Cameo. Like, when I see celebrities on Cameo, I, like... Bruh. Hey, bro, can we, can, no can we just check Cameo real quick <laughs> and see what celebrities are on there? There's that one guy on Shark Tank. Kevin O'Leary? I think so. And people just pay him to promo their products. <laughs> But it's like, if you're a businessman, shouldn't you feel like your word is worth a lot? Yeah, I feel like if you're on Cameo... Like, I feel like you need some level of integrity to be like, maybe I should check what I'm vouching for. Yeah, like, your brand will... When I see someone on Cameo, like, I feel like <laughs> their brand gets, like you mentioned, diluted a little bit. Mm-hmm, I agree. Because when you can get someone to, like, say anything... At some point, even that value wears off, whether yeah. it's like shock value or interesting or entertainment or whatever. Yeah. You can do live video calls too. Uh, oh, you can you can talk to the guy from the office, Kevin. <laughs> the most common <laughs> I've uh, used for these I've seen is bigger YouTubers talking to celebrities and then putting on their YouTube channel. I feel like that's worth the YouTube. That's like money. worth yeah. way more than hundred bucks you paid a celebrity. Yeah, you'll make more in AdSense for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's just part of being. Is that a nipple? Oh my god! Isn't she from the office yeah. too? Wait, why would that be the photo? I'm going to the actor portion. <laughs> I don't recognize any of these Same. actors. But if you want to type in Kevin O'Leary, I'm pretty sure he's on this. Oh, Percy from Harry Potter. <laughs> oh god, is that what he's been up to? <laughs> I will say it probably makes sense to do cameo for a lot of people, whether it's voice actors like certain actors, like up and coming potentially. 
But yeah, you have to consider the brand hit. Yeah, being an actor is... I can't imagine <gasps> it to be very stressful. In your future? <laughs> <laughs> is that really something you'd want to do? Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Shang-Chi portion of the, of the podcast. podcast. The we dedicated need one, mm-hmm, We need one of these in every podcast. Thank you for listening. So no progress update since the last three weeks we've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I always I always thought it would be more fun to like be behind the camera for a bit mm-hmm. and then do some stuff in front of the camera. Because I think you learn way more like seeing how other people do it. It's like, oh, they did it like this, they did it like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how I started streaming. It's like you look at what other people do yeah. and you just see what you can do better, try and recreate it. So, yeah, that's your Shang-Chi update of the week <laughs> for uh, this podcast. No, but what interests you so much in the idea of being in Shang-Chi? Um, just mainstream appeal. Mm-hmm. I think being a streamer, like a gaming streamer, it's like two roads. You can always be a gaming streamer. I can be a gaming streamer forever mm-hmm. and like play the new game, try and get on the meta, make cool things happen. But what's... what what? What's your biggest impact, right? Like the biggest mm-hmm. impact a gamer has had would be Ninja, mm-hmm. and he, he he you know he, he went Omega, he went big, yeah. got on Ellen, played Fortnite, yeah. huge, huge. Put gamers on the board. We are people. Yeah, made a lot of money, <laughs> and now kind of paved the way for those platform deals. Honestly, thank you, yes, Ninja. Thank you. I feel like he deserves a cut. <laughs> yeah. Of all of our deals. Like Ninja's manager is really like smart about what he did and kind of like set all of us up say well ninja did it so where's my giant bag of money (laughs) and now he's just kind of coasting right Mm -hmm. but you know having a big impact like that is cool but uh a robert downey jr a brad pitt or uh, you know leonardo dicaprio like those guys' impact is huge or even directors like christopher nolan steven spielberg like household names and you want to be a household name yeah yeah what makes you not want to do it through gaming just the smaller likelihood of it occurring that way in comparison to more traditional things like acting yeah and also gaming is so niche still like xqc i would say is the biggest twitch streamer Mm -hmm. when it comes to english speaking language but i would say he, he not a lot of people would know him right if you're yeah. in gaming, you would know him, but a lot of people still aren't in gaming. And yep. maybe gaming reaches a point one day where it's like synonymous with television and movies. That would be cool. That would be very nice. <laughs> but but we're still far from there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, do you want to game forever? Right. My wrists hurt sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like Hollywood, television, movies is just more fun or just more long form YouTube videos. You know, videos. I really wonder... Because from my perspective, the flip side to it is, yeah, there are all those upsides, but the downsides is like lack of creative control whatsoever. You're at a producer and editor's mercy mercy entirely. Um, And I feel like the business must be very different, but have a lot of its own issues, I guess you could say. So I guess at least from my perspective, I always felt like acting could be cool, but I feel like I don't have the chops for it Mm -hmm. and i like i mean type a i just like being in control (laughs) so either way i I, uh wholeheartedly vouch for you to be in shang chi too if anyone's listening 
You you can be like Tom Cruise. Do you know what he does? Mm-mm. So for all of his movies, he is like the top executive producer. Uh-huh. So the the reason he's still able to do stunts and stuff because normally director will be like, oh, big stunt where you could kill yourself. You're not allowed to. Uh-huh. One time a director told him that, and he was like, I'll just get a new director. <laughs> <laughs> you can go. Oh so my like he's, god! He's Having like, that kind of power yeah. is the goal. Damn. Wait, what if to put you on the board for Shang-Chi 2, we produce our own thing? A movie? Like a short. Maybe a a movie's a bit much, but a short. (laughs) I feel like we could do it. We could make it sick. Do you think it will take... uh, Because I've thought about something like that. Do you think the audience would just be so taken back? It's like... No, that's the sky stuff. That's Pokemon. That's the future. I cannot get, like, I okay, cannot be immersed. But we would have to act our butts off. Like, it would have to be so mind blowing that we force them to be immersed. Or we all change the way we look drastically. <laughs> I'll go bald. A lot of YouTubers have tried to go mainstream. I like TikTokers. I saw Addison Ray. what's her yes. name? Yeah. Had her own movie. And Did then you watch? I watched a movie recap of it. Me too! <laughs> because I don't I feel like I also only watched a movie to... recap. Don't think I'm the target audience, I'll be honest. I yeah. guess maybe I am, but younger. Yeah, younger mm-hmm. Addison Ray fans. I'm, I feel like a lot of these influencer movies are just for their fans. And no one else yeah. would really want to watch it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Like, if you were her, do you think that's a good move? Uh... (laughs) Because, you know, there's that natural thought of like, this sequence of events is sick. I pop off on TikTok and then I'm in a movie and I'm an actress now. And it's like even more mainstream, more attention, more celebrity status, right? Yeah. But also like... If you come from TikTok, chances are you're not like insane at acting. Um, And then perhaps, you know, the results, the ratings, the actual movie or TV show won't be that great. Yeah, I kind of feel like it actually puts a stain on your reputation of like an influencer who tried too hard and too fast. You're like, I'm an actor now, right? (laughs) And... You know, Logan Paul kind of went through it. I know this is, this is a movie with Shane Dawson years ago as well. I didn't hear about that, actually. Paris Hilton. Like, just a lot of people who aren't mm-hmm. actors. I feel like the ones who are successful, um, I feel like The Rock is a great example. He yes. was a wrestler and yeah. he was in an entertainment role. Like, mm-hmm. he was playing it up, but... He wasn't like acting, acting, right? Mm -hmm. He was a wrestler who was entertaining. And he started as um, just like side roles and slowly made a name for himself. I think that is really the best way to do it. And make sure that every time like you do slightly transition that you do it well. Yeah. Um, And then like slowly build upon that. Kind of like a lot of YouTubers or TikTokers, TikTok, TikTok, TikTokers (laughs) and uh, music careers. It's like, I, it's so hard for me to think of anyone that's done it super well, aside from Bella. Yeah. But like her music, the video, all of it was really well done. Yeah. So I think it's only a good move if the end product is genuinely that good. Yeah. Otherwise, it always sounds like a good move, especially from the creator's perspective. You're like, you want me to do what? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> 
Have you been approached for music and movies, films, um, TV? I've been approached for like acting roles here and there. Not like big ones, mm -hmm. but like things. I'm always like, I don't act. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show up as myself if you want me to do that. So I feel like I'm more of like a cameo type of gal. Um, or if something like specifically for some reason made sense for me. But the way that I see it, whether it's acting, music, or really any other skill, I feel like I have so much respect for professionals that do that, that I wouldn't go into it unless like I really took the time to master that skill somehow. I'm not going to do it just for like some extra attention or, you know, some like status that it yeah. might give me. I just don't think it's worth it. Because yeah, you kind of only have a one chance at a good first impression, That's right? True, and you yeah. don't want to be, to be like Pokemon the movie and you're the main character. I have character. an IMDb, no fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, Broden's doing all this stuff on the screen. I'm looking like a toast. In <laughs> wow, that's me. Oh, nice. what's and the, my image is just free, guy. <laughs> what's uh, Pokey's IMDb credits? Actress. <laughs> Actress. A better known as Pokimane. That's me, man. Oh my god, look! Known for offline TV! Known for offline TV, free... Known for Michael Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm known for Michael Reeves. I made him. <laughs> I don't know who put these offline TV ones up. Dude, that's sick. But someone put, like, some of our big production ones <gasps> up on IMDb. And, like, I guess they count as, like, TV or, like, web TV. We're legit. We're legit as... Yeah, but you would never do something like off the bat, Pokemon the movie or like Poke, like starring I your own movie. I am so afraid of anything that could remotely come off as cringy. So oh, it would, it would probably yes, be cringy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it, it just, it has to be the perfect fit for me to really say yes. Yeah. Wait, you got to win in three nominations. Hell yeah, I did. Nominated oh. yeah, for yeah. the Shorty Award Twitch Streamer of the Year. Yeah, Pog. A lot mm. of streamer stuffs. But all that is like, fans, please vote. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so cool. I didn't even know they put these up on IMDb, which I don't know why, but. <laughs> There's a question on here. Mm -hmm. What is a big fear? Do you have insecurities, Pokimane? Yeah, of course. What? Huh? <laughs> all human <laughs> beings have insecurities, of course. Wait, number one female Twitch stream Pokemon has insecurities? <laughs> really? Yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, le legit. I Have you met anyone with no insecurities? I'd be fascinated. I'd be like poking at them. <laughs> Are you? No, I think everyone I've met has insecurities, but some people just... Won't admit it to themselves? Yeah, they're mm. good at hiding it or they just like always seem so confident and you just assume, wow. I think that's fine. I think you can reach a level of confidence while still like having insecurities. I've just like kind of accepted them. What are you insecure about? When you've been shot on for like everything, you're just like, it's all the same, <laughs> you know? Like I could change almost anything about myself and people would just find something else to be upset about. So when I almost like reverse engineer that, I'm like the most time efficient thing to do <laughs> is to just accept everything about myself. Mm -hmm. um, as girls, it's like anything can kind of be better. Like you could lose weight, your stomach could be flatter, your butt could be bigger, your chest could be bigger, your nose could be smaller and flatter, your face could be more V, mm -hmm. your lips could be, it's like, you know, like it's never going to run out. Um, but when you start focusing on those things, I feel like you are training your brain 
in a way that will only hurt you later. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those who don't know, uh, big streamers also have a lot of insecurities oh, yeah, and plenty. problems and stress. And Every big streamer, if you're even above like a 2K, 1, probably 2K, Andy, you're insecure about your viewer count. Like for freaking sure. Mm -hmm. I actually think sometimes the bigger streamer you are, the more insecure you are about your viewer count. Um, and it almost like pains me to hear that from other people that I feel are like doing so much and are really great and successful because I feel like um, it's almost like inadequacy is what's driving them, mm -hmm. which isn't a very like fulfilling thing to chase, I guess. Yeah, uh, a lot of people in our friend group has experienced like a boom in popularity mm -hmm. uh, over the last year. But, you know, since Among Us is gone, a lot of pretty I would say I would say everyone's viewership has been trending down yeah, yeah. the last four months. And mm -hmm. quite a few of them aren't taking it so well, like in terms of they get really stressed now. They have yeah. a lot of anxiety. Like I know one that has to like take some edibles at night to help them sleep because they are they're actually losing sleep really from, thinking about it yeah like their success and like how they're going to become irrelevant and it's like really sad to hear yeah and i think it's because they they've had a taste of like success and because everything's going down they just think oh it's this over is for the me. end yeah even though their current viewership is still much higher than where they were one year ago. not just that but like probably more than enough to like satisfy being full-time mm. uh being financially stable i think in that regard i'm really really lucky because i've been streaming so long i've seen so many ups and downs and i don't uh, ever have my viewer count up so even if i'm aware of like the way things are generally trending mm -hmm. i think i'm God bless. Thank you. I think I am like really at a point where I'm much, much more desensitized to it than most people. Um, that's why like sometimes people will come to me and they'll be like, I'm doing everything that I can. I'm trying new things. I'm streaming more. And somehow like my viewership is still down. And the thing that people, streamers need to accept is like sometimes positive or negative external circumstances impact your viewership and you can't do anything about it. Could we have predicted Among Us and it making all of our viewership increase? No. Can we predict its departure and, you know, school returning and this and that, uh, and therefore less overall traffic on the website and that also impacting our numbers? No, like there's just nothing you can do about it. So you might as well just be happy, stream shit you like, have a good time and find other goals aside from ones that aren't fully in your control. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard. It is it's hard. hard. One thing I, I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like you're one of the few people I, who's not afraid to talk about this is um, friendship as streamers. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, And it is. I brought it up to Michael, but Michael... I Michael's talk, he stays detached out enough. Of yes. Because of... God, I'm so <laughs> jealous of him. Because like he sees the shit we go through and it's like, why the fuck... It's like what it's 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 like a like like a it's weird mm -hmm. to see friends who are competitors in streaming who are nice to each other but also this kind of drama that switches between multiple people at any given yeah. time. And then how do you navigate how you interact with 
people, whether it's professional, whether it's business related, like all of that is a lot. Yeah. So you want to touch about like, touch on what is it like? What's a friendship like as a streamer? Just give them some context. You need to define, everybody defines that differently. Um, And it's tough because like, I can say I'm like friends with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but there's also like for me personally, there's a level of friendship where like you're a good friend in that regard. Like the way that I see friendship is the way that I've been lucky enough to have it. Good friends, like they care about you. They check up on you. They see how you're doing. They will be there for you when you need someone. Um, and there's just like kind of these levels of expectation that you cannot hold for someone just because they stream with you or just because they'll play games with you or just because people on the internet think you guys should get along. Mm-hmm. And that's been, you know, a thing to learn. And it's also difficult because there are some people that you can like plenty and want to be closer with, but if they just don't view friendship in the same way that you do, then you can't be that close to them. Mm-hmm. So yeah um, and, and having like a business like otv network it's explain it's, it's it's exploded so much over the last year at this point it's almost like we're in the business of friendships which is very very complicated <laughs> like where do you draw the line so i think i've kind of gotten to the point where i'm very comfortable with the people that are like closest to me and then aside from that like i just try to treat people as well as i can but like expect nothing from them mm-hmm to not complicate things yeah otv being essentially a business of friendship mm-hmm. is very it makes things very difficult because everyone's on different wavelengths uh some people i, I think you do a good job of separating like business decisions and friendship decisions but like for example lily is more like one and the same, right? Yeah. I'm friends with yeah. you. That means I want to do business with you. I'm not mm-hmm. friends with you. I don't want to do business with you, right? And navigating is hard because some people just let business decisions spill over. But when you live together, you play games together. <laughs> Complications. It's, it's complicated. So right now, like even an offering group behind the scenes, there's a lot of like just some uncomfortableness going on Mm -hmm. and it kind of sucks and everyone don't really know what to do right yeah i think what's also difficult is like everybody comes from very different walks of life yeah and oftentimes when they have issues i think it's harder for them to communicate it in this circumstance than in almost any other one like can you imagine if you feel like you are a smaller streamer and you feel like a larger streamer disrespected you or maybe you have an issue with something that they're doing or something that they're doing makes you uncomfortable. You have to consider that dynamic from like a work perspective prior to even communicating how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can assume, like I can imagine something like that occurring in like a work or corporate environment, but rarely are you also friends <laughs> and in the same friend circle yeah. in that environment. And I think that's what kind of makes me the most sad about it all i wish people were just more open about the things that they felt as opposed to like yeah just like sharing with their friends and things always go around so yeah it's complicated to navigate how do you feel about it though because i feel like you 
uh, are like just very straightforward. And I assume by design, because you just don't want to be involved in like drama or issues, like you're very clear with like the expectations people can have of you. And you are very, what's the word? Like fair? Like what, Brian, what's the word when you ask someone for their opinion and they'll give like a very reasonable response? Not biased. Something like that. Unbiased sounds right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Unbiased opinion, yeah. I don't know if there's another word you can think of. But whenever I'm like, I need uh, an objective perspective, I go to toast <laughs> and I tell them the whole and I tell them the whole thing. I'm like, what's going on here? And you're just like very reasonable in your take. Yeah. Impartial, neutral. Impartial, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mediate pretty often between people because I try and be as impartial as possible. Like even um, we've had like cancellations over the last four or five years of our careers. And these people, some of these people who are like getting canceled will still like ask, hey, Toast, what should I do? And I would give them advice that I think is best for them Mm -hmm. that sometimes will go against what's best for like some of my friends because mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's like you gotta you gotta do what's best for you right i don't want to tell you something that's gonna work against you just because i want someone else who i like more benefit from it but what if what's best for you is not to tell them that because then if the other person knows and they will hold that against you <laughs> You know, like these yeah. are the complications. Like, you gave good advice to my enemy. enemy. <laughs> like, well, I also don't want to lie to the person and mm-hmm. give them bad advice. So I feel like we wind up in these situations a lot where it's a little bit like pick and yeah. choose as soon as there is an issue or conflict. So, but yeah, it's because I'm pretty biased in my decision from time to time. Like when it comes, like I have to make a decision, I would tend to side with the people I personally like like the more even if they are wrong and it has happened before but I always try and be as upfront as I can it's like look I'm making this decision and the reason is I like this person yes no Toast will straight up say that. I've seen this on numerous occasions and it's funny because like you are known as this very like logical blunt monotone guy a lot of the time and you do have all those qualities you're really witty uh but there is also a part of you that once you like someone uh you stand by that quite a lot which i like a lot and when you see that peer through sometimes in your mind you're like this doesn't make sense (laughs) but you're also just so straightforward about it you're like i am making this decision to be illogical because i like you (laughs) it's really it's cute (laughs) yeah but um, it's, I try and stay out of it. Like I have these phases where I hate everyone in a friend group. <laughs> For me, it's less so hate. And I will just be like, I would like to run away to Canada. Yeah. Because <laughs> to me, Canada's like this land of family and love and rainbows and no problems will ever happen there. And when things get complicated here, I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I've done that a couple of times where it's like, okay, this is getting too much. I'm going back to Canada for two months. And then people start messaging me and say, hey, you know, this thing happened, this thing happened, what do I do? And then I feel like, okay, I need to go back to the States because... (laughs) um, But what I've learned is everyone... 
everyone is nice and they ultimately mm-hmm. are good people. Mm-hmm. But you have, well, a friend group has ballooned to like 50 individuals, all streamers, all it's experiencing. It's just impossible to manage. Yeah. And there are times where it's just like a decision has to be made and someone's going to be unhappy. Right. And yeah. what do you do then? Uh, it's tough. I, I try to stay out of it, but. I swear to God, you leave some of them alone and they start self-destructing sometimes as well. Brody, what, 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 what do you see? You know, because Brody... Oh, yeah. yeah Brody, you're the camera guy. I bet you see like, wow, this is weird. <laughs> shit, bro. Some of the hardest stuff is like inviting guests to offline shoots because there's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we have such a big friend group. But then it's like... How like, do you okay, pick and well, choose? Oh, wait, has it ever gotten back to you that someone has like felt left out? Yeah, yeah. Have they told you, th- you directly, hey, Broden, what the hell, man? Ooh, um, I don't think it's ever been like a direct thing. It's, I think it's mm. always been someone else being like, hey, I heard like they were kind of sad they couldn't come. Oh like, my God, I wish thing. there was a camera on your face right now. He's like, I heard that like it was kind of sad. <laughs> but yeah, juggling that is like, I don't know. I Well, the other part of it is I try to like then come up with videos where like they'll shine. That way it's Aww. like, okay, when they do come in, like they have a great They'll spotlight. That's so nice of you. Because other times, like sometimes a certain person is not right for the, the right role. It's mm-hmm. kind of like like casting in yeah. movies. They'd be like, eh, let's let's hold off. Like they'll be better in this one, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like from a, yeah, watching the friend group thing, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, really you're kind of in it. How do you do it? <laughs> I mean, I, I like Michael, I kind of stay old attached too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do see that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And, like, what if we just had normie friends? Like, can we just pick up a bunch of normies? Oh no! Would that be interesting? What happens is they see us streaming and then they appear on our streams and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's kind of funny, huh? Maybe he should start streaming." That. Yeah, you know, working. No, at no, the- no. If we have normie friends, we know to draw that boundary now. Nobody on the stream. Love you, but you stay on that side of the camera. But. Yeah, it's. I was talking to uh, Ludwig about mm-hmm. this, and he he has a group of friends um, that he does Features content with. Stuff, yeah, yeah, and all of them are pretty like. Yeah, I don't want to stream. I just want to like help Ludwig with his shit. Like, I just want to be like production. Or okay, but everything. what if they got popular in Among Us? <laughs> yeah, it's like what what if one day one of them just gets a lot of attention, yeah. and you want to be a good friend. It's like, yo, go for it. Like, I'll host you. Mm-hmm. But then now there's a vacant role that mm-hmm. they have to fill. And what if that person gets interested? And then also in your friendship becomes more complicated. Yeah. because For whatever business related reasons. Streaming, I feel like it's a job that a lot of people would want to do. But it's not something you actively pursue. If it falls mm-hmm. into... It's like acting. Uh, I think... <laughs> if you're just offered to act along Brad yeah. Pitt, you're not going to say no. <laughs> it's like, well, I've never acted, so I'm not comfortable. You'll be like, yeah, no, yeah, I'll give it a... Sh- if you want me, I'll tr- do it. It's it's even like a way better example than acting because acting, again, you would have to like be very skillful at that. Mm-hmm. Streaming, people just have to like you. Yeah. So if you already know people like you and people will watch you, for whatever reasons you got to that point, it it is very hard to turn down. Yeah, it's like, why would I work my nine to five like programming job when... I could not. I could not. I can play Thanks games Thanks to my, my lovely friends. friend Ludwig, <laughs> <laughs> who has given me a career in streaming. So... Yeah, making friends in this scene has always been a little difficult. 
Like people always say, oh, is it because of Cloud Chaser? Like that, that's the obvious part of it. Yeah, it's just when you do find that. people you do vibe with and you want to support them, but they become a streamer and the relationship gets complicated. Be- mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, I mean, almost in any relationship, expectations and communication. I feel like everybody has different expectations of people. And then they don't communicate when they're hurt. They don't really communicate what bothers them. And that just causes for so many issues to snowball. But maybe we'll get better with it in time. I don't know, man. Our friend was pretty non-confrontational. Even with Broden's examples, like no one ever told him, hey, Broden, you know, I kind of want to be in the next year. It's like Broden hears from someone who heard that person is sad. Does that happen to you often? Like, do you hear a lot about this? Okay. (laughs) Okay for, wow, among that us. Often? <laughs> okay, for Among Us, I'm going to give an example involving mm-hmm. you. You felt, yeah, I remember you messaged me because uh, you felt a little sad that you were left out one of the lobbies. Yeah. And you were the only person who's ever messaged me I'm directly. such a confrontational Andy. But wait, can I also set the record straight on that? Like I, in my mind, I have like people that I prioritize. And I think at that point you were like, I am going to include you because you're, you know, you're among mm-hmm. us, dude. <laughs> And also, you're like, Toast, my friend of so many years. And sometimes when I feel like that's not reciprocated, that's when I'll be like, hey, I feel this way. Is there a reason why? Like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Like, am I being bothersome Mm -hmm. in the game? Do not want to play with me? Like, I'd rather just talk to you behind the scenes. But again, I'm like confrontational Andy. And again, what I've learned is nobody else is like that. (laughs) Why? Let's talk about our feelings. (laughs) Don't just tell your friend, tell the person. But yeah, you were, uh, I think, the only person who ever messaged me like, hey, you know, is there a reason? Yeah. Or it was just like the plans get made. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've heard from so many, so many other people. Put a number on it. Even like <laughs> estimate a In number total? on it. total? Yeah. Holy shit. Of people man. that you've heard either feel left out or have issues in relation to you and your content. <laughs> How many fingers do I have? <laughs> I would say eight. Eight. Damn. Like that I concrete know that had a wasn't happy about like how some of the lobbies were made. But what that do you no do? I think I think everyone felt some level of FOMO. Like literally everyone. Um except I would say um Ray and Saikuno because when I made lobbies I always first invite Ray, first invite Saikuno, right? Um but that leaves yeah, seven what spots. Do you, what do you do from your perspective? Oh bro, I was tr- <laughs> I think I had a week of Among Us. I had a spreadsheet. Oh, you tried to like even yeah. out the... Oh, that's nice. I had a spreadsheet of five straight Among Us Day mm-hmm. and every lobby had someone... Variety a of variety people, of yeah. people. And Aww. luckily I didn't really know about it un- until like the halfway point. Like maybe if I knew earlier on, I could have fixed things. But at the same time, once I learned, it was just a whole level of stress and anxiety because... At the beginning, I was like, okay. Something you'll keep in the back of your mind, basically. Yeah. And that's that's the expectation that, you know, your friends would put on you, right? Mm-hmm. And among us, it's 10 people. Initially, because you were... 
there for the first day, I remember. It started off as me, Saikuno, Scarlet Lily, and I think you were fifth or sixth person to join I that think day. I was streaming at the time, but yeah, yeah, it was just, I was just like offline. Yeah, playing. I was like, hey, you want to play this game? And you <laughs> said yes. Um, but it reached a point where it got so big and everyone wants to play. And I mm-hmm. swear to God, some of them didn't even want to play. Some of them it just it was like, oh, this is popular. A Let me play. People, yes, yes. And it, it was definitely hard to juggle. And I had to explain. It's like, well, this is the situation. Like, I'll, I'll try and get you into the next one. That is tough for you. And But then Among Us reached another weird point where it became too content driven and no you aren't a fan of that because for those who don't know Pokemon's the most competitive person in our friend group uh when is this coming wait, out wait integrity this? bro i have a lot of integrity she is the most competitive person i, I like I know. competitive integrity even the simplest like <laughs> games that we're playing not even for content she's trying to win <laughs> it's a natural born gamer in me what can i say <laughs> you guys are gonna see a video released in the next two weeks that will capture just <laughs> how competitive pokimane is <laughs> and it's gonna be like wow she is the, she is a competitive person but what can i um say? but among us turned non-competitive because a lot of streamers realize oh you know if i am mm-hmm. like wacky and zany i get more attention <laughs> oh my god yeah. how did you feel about that because at the beginning you were you you tried to win every single fucking among us game that's why yeah. i kind of like both love and hated playing with I you know. it's like, oh, she's fucking playing to win man <laughs> okay but can i say like it is a completely impersonal thing yeah. like if i'm ever competitive it's because i take so much joy in the fun of games like genuinely and i remember like really great memories of among us lobbies where everybody was like trying and it felt so fun it was like a genuine massive murder mystery with all of our friends and people are like i saw you turn like this and do this then you had to weigh like the different types of evidence and everybody's having a good time and it feels like an even playing field things like that i'm like that's freaking fun and if i do my best and i lose that's still freaking fun Mm -hmm. because it was like an enjoyable ride the whole way there um i will say when among us kind of took its second turn and i feel bad because uh Again, like I don't ever want to be a party pooper in certain situations, but, and this isn't like just a me perspective. I've heard this from a lot of people. There are certain points where when it becomes like just about content um, and not about competitive integrity at all in the sense that people make exceptions for others for content reasons or whatever else it is, it starts to feel bad for those that feel like they're the butt of the joke. Mm -hmm. Like if they're on a certain team and they're trying and then they see someone give uh, like make an exception for someone for clout reasons or like give them benefits within the game for that reason i understand why like it would feel less fun for the person playing and i think the issue in those situations like you can do things for content as much as you want but when it's like team-based and there's other people involved it will be at the detriment of someone else likely so i just wish it was a situation where like you could do stupid things for content and it doesn't like hurt or bother anyone Mm -hmm. but in in like a game or team driven sense, it's kind of impossible, you know? Yeah. And what while, did you think of those things? Well, while all of this is going on, don't forget, these are still, <laughs> these are your friends. So yeah. So like, it's also <laughs> like, 
you don't want to like you don't want to be like yay when did you do that <laughs> yeah like if you were playing random you'd be like yo bro what the fuck man but it's like oh this is your friend that you're gonna see next week at someone's birthday party so you have to balance that with like your approach to it have you ever had like confrontations with like people in our friend group about stuff like that do you because mm, no I think I've only ever confronted people about uh, like personal things. Mm-hmm. When it when it comes to Among Us, like let's say somebody did do something that I wasn't a fan of content-wise or it made me feel bad mm-hmm. or whatever. Again, I don't have like a super deep relationship with everybody. I would only be bothered if it like felt personal on a certain level. And I have no way of gauging, is everybody else in the lobby okay with this? So if I assume that that's the case, Mm -hmm. uh, which I usually will, then I won't confront someone because it's like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm like pet peeved about something you did, but maybe everybody else doesn't care and I don't want to be a party pooper so I won't say anything. But if I have like a deep friendship with someone and they do or say something that bothers me, then maybe if I feel like it's personal, have you ever, you know? Oh, like, hey, yo, stop. You ruining my car. <laughs> um, I remember, uh, I can probably tell this, it's not a big deal. It was a year ago, but I remember, um, yelling's a strong word. I remember chastising Saikuno <laughs> because uh, he was on cams and. Mm-hmm. He was reading his chat, thanking. He was thanking subs. He wasn't reading chat, but like he was thanking. Hey, thanks for <laughs> subbing. Thank because he gets a lot of subs, right? Yeah. And it's the funniest thing because on the camera you see me standing there, and someone just walks by, stabs me, and then leaves. And he's he's thanking subs, and then he looks back. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, Toast is dead. <laughs> and I just remember like sending him a message like, "Bro, what the hell?" Okay, but. You're competitive as shit too. Yeah. You're saying it like it's just me, but it's not. We see it in each other. Yeah, like I, I, I yeah. also like the, the actual effort part of it, right? Yeah, same. So mm-hmm. I remember saying that, and maybe I should have have. I don't know. I think there was a better way for me to do it because I did it like right in the middle of the game, and it kind of like threw him off a little bit. But yeah, I'm similar where I don't like it when not everyone's trying their best, right? Mm-hmm. But you just got to find... I like when p- things feel fair yeah. and fun. Like again, everybody, same effort, same playing field. But I, I understand maybe that's not always best for content or memeing or whatever. Yeah, there's almost like two groups of gamers nowadays when it comes to streamers. People who are just there for some content, fun... They play like chiller games like speedrunners, Mario Party, but they don't really try like, okay, mm-hmm. like silently. Okay, play. but that's tough because like I never felt like I was like a hafu lobby type of person. Mm-hmm. But I also like don't just want to be in lobbies where like nobody cares and we're all just, I don't know. Yeah. So it's a little hard when you want to be like a mix or you feel like you're a mix. I've been doing a sense, uh, sense Among Us. <laughs> You're playing I, a lot of Valorant? I just, I really love, like, I have a great time on Valorant. Um, but again, like, I'll have a great time on whatever is fun. Do you feel so any if, burnout or anxiety? Because you've been a little quiet, like everyone else, in the mm-hmm. last six months. Um, I think 
I think I've just accepted that there are like high points in this career mm -hmm. and like more dull, chill moments. But instead of looking at dull moments, like, oh my God, my numbers aren't as high as Among Us days. Instead of doing that, I kind of take it like a half vacation. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to play some Valorant, hang out with my friend, do what I want. I think in general in life, I've taken a bit of a chill pill. <laughs> so that's how I feel right now. As, as opposed to burnout, mm, it comes and goes sometimes. Right now, I'm pretty chill. Like, I'm very glad that I like Valorant. But if I didn't, can't travel, can't do anything else, don't want to play random games, I would very much feel burnout. What makes you happy? What makes Pokemon happy? <laughs> uh, what makes you happy? What makes me happy? Uh, still content. Um, I like it when my videos hit like a million views. It's I'm still very numbers driven, and uh, do you like that? Yes, yes, I like the grind. Um. It's stressful and anxiety, but it's competitive. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm a very competitive streamer, but because I've been on a different platform, I could kind of take a vacation. So whenever <laughs> I return to like, if I return to any uh, other streaming platforms, I think about like competing, but I'm mm -hmm. also worried that changes my relationship with people again because right now i'm on a good relationship basis with almost everyone because you don't have to see anyone as competition yes like i don't but if you were on the same platform yeah like i would think twice about like okay should i invite this person well they have very little viewership but i like them but is it gonna affect like the numbers overall or like if i invite a really big streamer it's like mm -hmm. uh, is Am I going to be able to get some of their viewers or will my viewers go to them? And these are things you kind of have to think about. Like, it's not sunshine and rainbows. Let me just play with my friends, right? Um, I don't have to think about that on Facebook. But if I was on Twitch, then it adds that layer. And I want to beat my competitors, right? Um, when me and Scar was streaming TFT, TFT together. Yeah, what a crazy time. It was nice because I was able to like host into him because he streamed after me and mm -hmm. we had shared overlapping audience. They were all watching TFT. But it also felt a little bad because I know like here's my friend who also wants to be like the top of the top, right? Mm -hmm. And that person is me and like we're competing for one and two, mm -hmm. but we're roommates and we love each other and we care so much. And Aww. it makes me, if it was anyone else, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm never hosting you. I'm going <laughs> to stream over your time. Like I streamed over yeah, every TFT streamer's time slots, but Scara's. Mm -hmm. And that's so cute. I've been on Facebook for two years mm -hmm. and I've just been gaming with people. And I worry that when I come back, it's like, hey, all of you, fuck all of you. Different. I'm here to take your viewers now, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I still care about the numbers a lot. And that's what makes me happy. It's not... Dr. K says there's something not really 
fulfilling about that, but what does he know? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he does have like a PhD and he went to Harvard, so he probably knows a couple things, yeah. but I think um, the thing that keeps me from worrying about you in the same way that I worry about other people that view things similarly is that I feel like you are very self-aware of it um, and its upsides and downsides. So I assume that if there was a reason for you to change someday, like you would. Um, and I do feel like you could probably get to a point where it just doesn't tickle your fancy anymore. Yeah. Where you'll just be like a little desensitized. Um, I think personally, like I've been a bit burned by there being like too much attention on me. So now I'm just like, ultimately it doesn't matter that much to me. Like I'd rather just find genuine happiness in like day-to-day -day things. What is genuine yeah. happiness for uh, you? <laughs> oh, actually another thing about competitive streaming in relation to one of the prompts from earlier, mm -hmm. I think my biggest fear is developing some kind of like crazy health issue or really really cutting off many years off my life due to what we do yeah. like i think that's my biggest fear so that's also something that creates a barrier around me viewing streaming as like being competitive because i understand like if you want to be an xqc or hassan or whatever like you stream 10 hours a day you yep. do 24 hour streams you I legit don't, I'm not built like that, bro. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, because there's no, we are like essentially the first of our generation, like the hardcore, uh -huh. hardcore streamer. I know there are people who streamed before us, but they are more chill, like five, six hours at most. Mm -hmm. But this new generation of streamers where people realize, oh, to be the top, you have to like be entertaining and stream a shit ton. So it's caffeine, 12-hour streams, or whatever else is stimulating you. What and you're you just think? going, 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 going. But, I, like, is it even possible to do that without health repercussions? I have no idea. Do you think some of the, long, the hardcore, long-hour streamers are on anything? Adderall, for sure. Probably. Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't say it on podcast, but, like, people take no, Adderall. I'll say it. People <laughs> take Adderall. Don't don't do that. Like you, if you don't do not have ADD or ADHD or don't need those medications, don't take yeah. them because I, at least personally, I don't find something like that is worth potentially changing the way your brain is wired. Essentially, yeah, it's a prescribed drug for a reason. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I have to imagine like some streamers who stream like sixteen hours a day. Mm -hmm. A couple of them must be on something that's not caffeine. I think caffeine. they've even said it before, though. I don't want to speak for people because... Okay, sorry. This is another problem I have with knowing so many streamers. I hear about things and I cannot remember whether they said it on stream, whether I heard <laughs> from someone, whether they told me personally. Like, I start to forget. And the other thing is, maybe I assume... You guys probably both feel this way. You hear so much from your friends about everyone else it's almost like i can't view people the same way anymore i have to start like compartmentalizing people it's information overload but what i mean to say is whether i heard it you know personally or i'm pretty sure people have said this on stream that like they just take out every day but they think that like it's worth it yeah yeah you gotta please only take prescribed meds if you're prescribed that's yeah. what i'd recommend we don't really know the effects of long-term streaming. Like, mm -hmm. 
Carpal tunnel, I think, is the obvious one. Yeah, but I feel like it's got to be way more. Yeah, but like you're just sitting hunched over your mm-hmm. desk, staring at a screen for 16 hours, talking nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. Like, Sometimes I worry my voice is going to change. From talking so much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I sit at home and I'm like, you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I... <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, aspirations? Like mine is being in Hollywood. What's your aspirations? <laughs> it's funny when you say aspirations, I just hear like ass and I'm like, I want a fat ass. <laughs> that's my aspiration. <laughs> Having a fat ass. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's what you go to the gym for. Compare core. our butts. Oh my God, we do. Yeah. Yeah, we need some measuring tape. This is a convo from like a very long time ago. What is this? Oh, we, 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 whose ass is fatter, me or Pokey's? Definitely mine. This was like a debate or something? Yeah. Yes. You guys have okay, you because he, No, he, he do be double cheeked up on a Tuesday or Thursday or whatever. All, all days of the week. But that doesn't mean he outclasses me, bro. We have tape measures here. We can do this we later. Need a <laughs> we can measure. No. The debate needs to be settled. Yeah. 100 gifted if you're back on another streaming platform. <laughs> Because I'm very proud of my ass. I've shown it. I'm glad you are. Media. Do you work for it? Is it just like natural? No, it's natural. Like it's just always been that. Pl- Has it gotten better or worse since you started gymming? I think worse because I've lost some weight. Mm. And because my ass is all fat and natural, <laughs> I think a lot of it is just regular fat. Do you yeah. work on your ass? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I need to show you because if like you're naturally gifted, this is the way that I think of like making a butt in the gym. It's almost like real estate. <laughs> if you have a nice plot of land, you can build bigger and higher. <laughs> yeah, so mm-hmm. if you're already naturally gifted, you got a nice foundation, the gains will only be better and bigger. Yeah. You're going to be on some Kim K stuff. Let's go, Toves. <laughs> How do you how do you work out your ass? Is there muscles in there that you make bigger? Yes. Not only that, there are different muscles. There are muscles that make like your the side of your butt poke out. There's like the majority muscle that make it that makes it like more bubble-ish. And then there's like your hamstrings to like create definition. Your quads can sometimes even like make you look curvier. I need to show you all you need is hip thrusts, bro. I was gonna say, Tess, have you you do hip home, thrusts? Pokey, you'll have to describe or something, but you like like feet are here, knees yeah. there, and then you go like that with your hips. That's really good for your glutes. <laughs> I hope that doesn't look weird on that camera. You might have to blur it out. Yeah. You I don't just, think we're catching it. You're just humping the air. Pretty yes, essentially. Yes, yes, absolutely. But that builds your glutes like no other. Got it. And that's that's your aspirations to have a fat ass. <laughs> I was just making a joke about the word, but my actual aspirations, um, I think like clout is cool and all, but, um, I'd like to have more like meaningful impact in some way. What that means exactly. I'm not entirely sure. I feel like I explore it more and more with every year and with, as you know, my company coming out, that'll be a way to explore it. So we'll see where life takes me. Do you want like a family and kids? Uh, yeah, because like sometimes like, 
I feel like that is an important like differentiating factor sometimes in people's lives. Like I do want a family and kids. Oh, man. I guess that's something I aspire to. Yeah, I think people are now just doesn't have time to think about family <laughs> and kids because they're going to detract from streaming. Yes, but then like if you have if you don't take the time to think about anything, nothing in your life will ever change. Because you need to think about it in order to set time aside to do something to accomplish anything. No. I could see that though. We're all just 40 playing among us. Yeah, like for the next two years, I don't see any of us stopping what we're doing. But yeah, like family, kids, we don't really think about that. We're just so fixated. Like streaming is a bit of a trap sometimes. Yeah, so it but just keeps you in here. Do you ever think like, is this fixation my choice? Yeah, I think it's hard. Like, it's easier when you're like near the top. Like, it's pretty easy for me to detach from it and not worry about it too much because I know, like, if I ever want to get back into it, I could. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the mid tier and all your friends are talking about, it, it's like, oh, streaming, I'm doing collab here, I'm doing stream here. And you're like, oh, God, I need to do a stream there. And like, if you're out and about and someone with oh, all their vlog cameras, like, oh, God, they're wild. I need a vlog. And it's just this, like, we're feeding into each other. Now I almost feel bad. Why? I, I don't want to make any of our friends feel like they need to do anything. You know what I mean? I don't want to impose on them any sort of expectations or feelings of inadequacy either. Um, sometimes I worry about that. Like, do you feel like, do you feel like I'm intimidating? Yes, you're the most intimidating oh, person in our friend group. And <laughs> well, I, why? I'm saying oh, wait, that okay, as sorry. one of the more intimidating <laughs> ones. Do you feel like me or you are intimidating or that people are intimidated? Because uh, the differentiation I'm trying to make is like, if I do anything to intimidate others, I would want to know that. Like if I like show up in a room and I'm like, mean mugging everybody don't talk to me (laughs) you know like if that's what i do then i I wouldn't want to do that how how do you view it i think you're someone you mentioned this you're someone with expectations of people based on friendship not as in like you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta do this but like when you you when you put someone like in higher regards it's means a lot to you Mm -hmm. and when they fail to meet like the same regard that you're giving them like it Pain. It hurts you a lot, but a lot of people don't know or aren't super aware of it. Um, so I think that's what's intimidating about you to people. You, because you, you've always been very nice to people in person, like especially <laughs> fans. For those who don't know, Pokimane, Aww, when it comes to fans, yeah. first-hand witness, she's not a bitch, she's not a diva, <laughs> she makes an effort, but she'll say like, "Hey, oh." I remember this at TwitchCon where we were rushing to a place and most people just don't have the balls to say, no, sorry, you know, I got to go. But I remember you took some pictures, but then it was getting too much and you just say, hey, guys, I, I just I can't. You know, I love all of you. And you you went, right? Um, so you're always very nice, but it's that I liken you to some like a Daenerys Targaryen. <laughs> Where people love you, but there's also a sense of fear. I want them to fear me as much as they love me, but also love me a lot. (laughs) 
I get what you mean. Um, and I can see that. And I hope that the people that I do hold in high regards realize that it's like, it's because I would kill for you. So if you don't kill for me, what are we? <laughs> um, but I'm also curious about people that like, I'm just not that close to. Sometimes I worry that people find me intimidating just because of like our work differences or viewership difference. But like, that is something that I do not care about at all. If anything, I think I love people when they are unafraid of me. When they'll just like come to me, act like who they are, don't care about anything. I find that very yeah, like amicable. Or, mm-hmm. I, I mean, just I like see. it. Do you like it when they're a little afraid of you? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say... I like it per se, but if it's due to the right reasons, I will find that flattering, <laughs> you know? To be afraid of you. If it's for the right reasons, the right reason. you know, I would hope it's not anything that I impose on them, but if they're like, <laughs> oh my God, like I just think so highly of you, it almost scares me. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. like that's kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... What about you? I I think you are also like it's funny because I can I can imagine people having similar sentiments towards us both mm-hmm. due to like also the positions we hold in our friend group. But the way we are in social circles is so different. It's yes. like really interesting. Toast is like elusive, mysterious. He comes in and out like a cat that you really want to like you, but you can't fucking tell if they do. That's toast. Me, I'm like, (laughs) talking to everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we are very, I feel feel like we are very similar in regards to our prestige, but different in how we show it with our friend group. Because I can say this in meetings, there's this good cop, bad cop. Pokimane <laughs> is bad cop, yeah. and I'm good cop. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you'd be good cop. I don't know if anyone in particular is good cop, but I think I do tend to be like devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm very straightforward about stuff. And I always say it's like a hard road to be to yeah. be like the bad cop to be the quote unquote party pooper, but I have to be a hard ass sometimes, but it's because like I've been with OTV literally since day one, obviously. And I've seen us be hurt by so many things. I just don't want to hurt anymore, man. (laughs) Yeah. And it's tough because you want everyone to get along, but Mm -hmm. there are things that should be said and someone's got to say them. Right. And you generally take on that responsibility and say, wow, Pokey, Pokey, wow. I can't believe she said that, but I'm also glad she said that. So I'm not the one saying that. Yeah, no, it's it's really just because there are so many times where I've seen us get very swept up in the yes, okay, anything, yes, okay, anything, and it always bites us in the ass, mm-hmm. well, almost always. Um, yeah, and it's been tough, even personally, for me to be like, should I like still try to like be bad cop or play devil's advocate or like explain why certain things maybe aren't good, even if it's the easiest thing. Um, but as long as like, I feel like it's something you guys appreciate or that is needed, then I'm happy to do that for the betterment of the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer your question, I <laughs> do like, I, I like it when they're a little fearful. Like if I can't have their love, I would rather have their fear. <laughs> right. Would you rather have their love or their fear? Uh, I think it 
it probably depends on the person. It depends right? on the person. Yeah. Like some people in our friend group are like, I would, I want you to be afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <sighs> Maybe it like showcases a sense of respect. Yeah, and also some people are just more um, likely to overstep boundaries or make mistakes, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to like kind of call them out on it without that complication of liking the person mm. so and um people do try and be my friend and i tr- keep them at an arm's length it's like you know i like you but <laughs> you know i don't show my friendship in a conventional manner like mm-hmm. people don't really hug me or like i don't show love very openly um it's so that when you do get a toast <laughs> hug it's a good day you know yeah but like when someone messes up and I have to be the one to send them a message and like say, hey, you know, this was not very cool. Like you fucked up. It's really Wait, hard. Wait, can we just take a moment? Imagine getting that message from Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pee my pants on the spot. <laughs> uh, I think I've, uh, I've sent it to... <laughs> I've sent it to Peter once. I sent it I to... I think I recall. Edison once and in both cases like a month after I'd be like oh man I feel really bad because that's not a great way to form a friendship Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's like I don't know I I feel like I don't have to be as harsh as I am sometimes but but it's probably hard for you to imagine a different way of going about it yeah because who, who else will... Have those convos? Yeah. That's how I feel about being bad cop <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, because especially with girls, because girls, I think it's a little more complicated because you're expected to be like, hey, we're all friends. Everything's cool. We all love oh, each other, yeah. best friends. But And very non-confrontational. I think the girls are way more non-confrontational than the guys. Mm-hmm. So as one of the more forward girls, I imagine it's really hard for you to just message someone like, hey, can we talk? And it's like, oh my God, what's, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, I think with business and like probably as you've seen, like I'm, I'm pretty straightforward about stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to personal relationships, from what I've seen and heard, I feel like I'm much more considerate and emotionally aware than a lot of other people. So it's like, I will confront people about things, but I won't like, that doesn't mean that I have to do it in a mean way, especially if I care about them, especially if they're like a girlfriend of mine. I actually feel like the standards there, like Celine, you know, like you can imagine the convos we have with each other. Like they're never ever mean or bitter. It's like, hey, you did this and I don't know how I feel about it. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. And I am so, I want you to know that I care about you. You know, it's, it's very, very cutesy in that regard, which I appreciate. But then with business, I'm like, this is clear cut. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Have you ever yelled at someone before? Mm-hmm. Over a message or in person? <laughs> in person. Like, yeah. audibly. That yelled at them. You know who. <laughs> <laughs> but they yell at me. I mean, you'll have to bleep it or whatever. But- <laughs> fucking crazy he had anger management issues he would this one time he literally hit the chair that i was sitting in because he was mad at me for not like going somewhere and that's when i'm like 
what the fuck? So maybe like a couple yelling times there. But even then, not that much. Ever do it in like a business sense? Hmm. Ever yell in a business setting? I think... Do you recall me yelling in meetings? No, no. Really? Not meetings. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine a situation that I'd be yelling because I have like an agent and a manager. And you know, like when it comes like there's a company or sponsor and then there's agent and manager, they have to be the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Thank thank the good Lord. So I think you have to be like, oh, sweet, innocent content creator (laughs) in that position. And then I just tell them all the things that I feel and then they can yell for me if need be. But even then... I feel like there's no reason to yell in business. Like, if someone doesn't respect me enough to conduct themselves properly, deuces. Have you yelled? Uh, once. Ooh, what was it? Um, it was at my agent. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had a sponsorship and dedicated YouTube videos is probably one of the... Yeah. biggest like thing you can do for a sponsor yeah it lives on your youtube it's an entire video dedicated to something that's not your regular content mm-hmm. lives there forever right and impacts the algorithm sometimes yeah because you're going of your off your um, regular content mm-hmm. and he left out a whole dedicated video deliverable and this contract was signed set in stone and i already did 80 percent off it and at the very end, he said, by the way, you need to do another whole YouTube video. No. And that didn't set me off. But in the back of my head, like, this is a huge, huge fuck yeah. up. But I didn't say anything and I just did it. And then after that, there was another mistake. And I s- snapped and I yelled at him like full volume and swore and... I paid to see that. <laughs> I felt really bad afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, surely I, we ended our relationship, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's the one time I yelled in the business or um, in any setting because I feel like yelling is really not conducive to much. To yeah, you're yeah. Not, nothing is made better by yelling. Yelling is just like it's just an, like it's a way you release your anger almost yeah it won't fix it but it for sure makes the situation worse (laughs) Worse, i think that's why it's so hard for me to remember moments where i yell there's plenty of moments where i am very bothered by someone being incompetent i think Mm -hmm. that's my number one trigger actually when i hire someone and i feel any sense of yeah them being incompetent like if i can do your job better than you this no bueno (laughs) so i i won't lie i feel that sentiment a lot but um, I never yell at them for it just because in my mind, it's like, they're not going to do any better by me yelling. So you give, do you give them that? I'm kind of disappointed by this. Yeah, I'll hit them with the <laughs> disappointment. That one's a good one. It triggers the parental feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just, I communicate probably too much. Like Again, just very confrontational. I'll be like, I feel like you should have done this. Mm-hmm. And... I'm very straightforward about every time that I feel that way so that I make sure they get the hint. Yeah, that's life. Yeah. That's how you got to do it. All yeah. right. I think, I mean, I don't know how we are for time. Are we like 1.30? We'll be at 
Wow. It's because we don't they? get to talk that often. I we know. We have so much to talk about. We really do. The only other thing that I thought might be interesting was like the relationship stuff. I think oh, that could be interesting. See, I didn't want to bring and that then- up. I guess <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. Pokemon. No. Listen, Tos, I came here to be an open guest. Ask me the spicy stuff. All right. So from all the years I've known you, you've been very, very like low key, low key about, you know, your personal <laughs> relationship, dating, anything yeah. regarding that. Because you've seen firsthand just how messy things get. Yeah. Um, do you still feel similarly as you did you know, all those years ago where you feel like Anything I do relationship-wise or even like shipping or like flirting has mm-hmm. to be kept under wraps or are you more open to talking about stuff like that now? Um, I Actually, I'm more curious to hear from you first and then I'll talk. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel about it all? Because you were on complete ends, opposite ends of the spectrum. You've had a very public relationship. You've seen the ups of it, the downs of it. Now, how do you feel about moving forward? <laughs> it's hard, right? Uh, no. Probably wouldn't talk. Okay, so this this is the weird thing. Relationship content does very well, mm-hmm. like BFGF stuff, or every even just like flirting or the beginning of like shipping, content wise. Or, or, you know, dating shows like mm-hmm. Tinder, swiping right, swiping left, right? These are all things you can do when you're single. And people love it because there's a lot of lonely people out there living vicariously through their favorite streamers <laughs> or whatever. But it's, and it's like, it's cool when you're in it. It's exciting. It's like, wow, you know, so much people are paying attention, right? Ooh. But it, it makes, it's hard to be genuine. At some point, you don't know, like, am I doing this? Because... Where the line is. Yeah. And it's like, when we do stuff, it's like, why is one of the first questions? It's like, are we streaming this? <laughs> and you want to go on a date? You want to grab dinner? It's like, hey, maybe are we should we- vlog it. It's like, it, it's not a normal relationship. And I don't know if there's a lot of... Can you think of a lot of, like, public streamers where both participants are like big streamers and it's successful probably just lud and cutie and even them like i think everything that they do is great but i'm sure they still have their struggles i don't mean personally but i'm sure they still feel some of the downsides of having a public personal relationship yeah Yeah, because there's been um quite a few breakups over the last few months and every time there's thousands of people commenting on your relationships like oh wow why didn't it work out what do you mm-hmm. think that is let's go back and look at all these clips from the past and commentate on it oh that's so cringe um i probably keep my stuff private Low-key. very just like not talk about it um if i was like seeing someone I feel like if I wasn't seeing someone, that I'd probably just go to the other. I'm single. Any girls want to link up? <laughs> I went through that phase for a while, and then I just completely stopped because I realized sixty <laughs> percent of my tweets was talking about like girls, and that does give off an air off. Like, oh man, do you talk about anything else, bro? <laughs> So after I had the realization, I decided to just never tweet about girls or like relationships or anything like that. It gets good engagement. It's funny. Mm -hmm. But 
Um, you don't want your brand to be built off that or like your reputation. Yeah. What people know you for. That's true. And also it started affecting the girls that I didn't know. It's like no one wants to, no one wants to date a guy who only talks Tweets about, about that. Yeah, That's it's like, true. And the girls who would be interested in that probably aren't the girls you want to talk to anyway. So, yeah. Very, very, <laughs> very true. What about you? How has your perspective changed? Hmm, I think in the past, okay, when I first got into streaming, even like baby streamer, part-time, still in college, whatever, I was like, I don't ever want to publicize my relationship with someone else within the space because I don't ever want that to be used against me to invalidate my success. Yeah. And then I became very successful and people invalidated it anyway. So <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but um, I actually don't think that's the worst thing because that's probably one of the things you don't hear as much. Like sometimes you'll hear like Fortnite myth, this and that. But like you just can't really say that I built all these channels and like my empire or whatever mm -hmm. through someone else. Yeah. Not even that that is necessarily like a bad thing. If you get exposure through someone else, that's totally fine. But I just know that personally coming up or starting, that was already like, uh, a, like a main point of mine where I was like, I want to make it on my own. Yeah. Um, so that's how I felt then. But now I'm kind of at a point where it's like, could, could not, it doesn't impact me that much. Like someone else being involved in my life isn't going to like make or break me essentially. Mm -hmm. So to be honest, I have no idea. What do you think? <laughs> You know, if I start seeing someone, I should be like, guys, this is Alexander. <laughs> That's my go-to name. I don't know why. <laughs> Alexander. This is Alexander. <laughs> I feel like when I get married, then I'll be like, this my hubs, because it's forever. So it's going to go from zero public exposure to, by I'm the way, married husband. and pregnant. <laughs> I feel like that might actually be me, but I'm just not 100% sure yeah. if, like, I should, you know, at this point in my life, like, I'm mid twenties. Are you comfortable talking about like past stuff? Uh, only ambiguously. Ambiguous. So it depends what. Yeah. Have you been on a date in the last three years? Yeah. How uh, have have you been on any <laughs> bad dates? Because you told some stories to me <laughs> of like, <laughs> of you showing up to a date and them dropping some bombs on you. Yes, you like, want that story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to TLDR it. So because. I have this thing with stories where like if I tell it at full, I'm telling it at full. Mm -hmm. Essentially, um, I matched with this guy on a certain app and this oh, yeah. was you yeah. use dating apps. You Not use anymore. Dating apps. Right. The okay, in the past when I tried to use them, I got banned off of every single <laughs> one. So this time specifically, I was like, I wanna try a dating app specifically meant for like Middle Easterns, because I'm Moroccan and I've never mm. really dated someone who's Middle Eastern. So I was like, let's let's see what this would be like. Maybe we'll have some cultural similarities, maybe to connect on that. So I downloaded this app called Baklava, <laughs> which like the app's not bad, but it was fine. And I specifically like I made everything so sus so no one would like know right away that it's me. Mm. I used photos I'd never posted before. I, <laughs> I used photos where, like you can't fully see me like I'm hiking and it's like back of my head or whatever things like that mm -hmm. so i didn't get like immediately yeeted off the app like i usually do because apps usually think i'm catfishing myself which is such an odd problem to have so 
after a couple days of being on the app, honestly, I was just so overwhelmed. Have you used dating apps recently at all? No, not recently. It's just a lot of work. Mm. <laughs> like, even just thinking about whether you want to sweat. And maybe it's just me. I overthink things. I'm like, this person has no information. Do I want to be shallow and swipe based off of how they look? Should I give them a chance? Should I? It's just too much decision-making process. So I decided to delete the app. But before doing that, there was one guy whose profile I liked, and we matched and we talked a bit. So I was like, hey, um, I'm deleting the app, but here's my number. You can text me. Ooh. Yeah, sheesh. You know, I'm a little... <laughs> A little move. <laughs> I said, later, but text me if you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so he texts me. We get to talking, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, let me take you out to dinner. I was like, okay. He's like, let me take you to Nobu. Ooh. I said, okay. <laughs> if you don't know, Nobu's kind of like a fancy um, sushi place in LA. So we made plans for like four days later. But in between us, like, starting to text and our date four days later, this dude was mad texting me. Like, mad. And again, I know, like, it's not that big of a deal. You know, maybe he's just really interested. But I won't lie. It just felt a little eager to me. Like, it just gave me bad vibes mm -hmm. of, like, this is not normal if, like, you just met someone you maybe don't ask them everything up up front via text right. especially because to me i was like we have plans to like hang out in four days i'll get to know you then anyways so by the time the date night rolls by i'm like e i i'm not really feeling like going i've been kind of put off by all the things he has said over text i even tried to drop hints like yo, we not going to have anything to talk about at dinner if you don't stop asking me stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like it felt like an interview via text. Right. But um, he was like, we're going to be fine. I really didn't feel like going to the date, but I went anyways. I show up, he's uh, and I, I get seated at our table, and I'm like pleasantly surprised. He's like tanned, he's fit, he's like pretty attractive. I think he's like 29 or something. Um, we get to talking. We talk about everything on the face of the planet. Our past relationships, our expectations, literally family, marriage, um, religion, where we grew up, the languages, everything you could possibly imagine. And things were going like pretty well. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm pleasantly surprised. Is this what dating is like? Amazing. We're an hour and a half in a dinner, and he starts telling me about his ex-wife and two kids. <laughs> two like, kids, huh? Two. Not even one of them. Two. How old were they? Do you remember? They were like, I think like four and five. Wow, so they're like a little grown up. They're grown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, I was just like, you know, I did, you know which GIF I'm talking about, the one that's like this. <laughs> that. Um, and I had to process on the spot, like... Would I be okay with dating someone with kids? Like, what does that mean? Is, do I have an issue with it? Do I not? It was just like a lot to take in at once. But ultimately what I was really bothered by was just like, how are you going to text me nonstop for four days? Tell me so much about your life, your business. Like I felt like I could interview at his company and like ace it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but then you don't mention your kids whatsoever until like all the way after. And I understand it must be hard for people with kids to date yeah but i guess it's just my personal opinion that like i would be so much more attracted to someone if they were really upfront about it they're like i love my kids i'm a great dad as opposed to like let me mention it later to try to like hook you in first yeah because this was a couple of years ago you were like 24 
24? Oh, no, no. This happened This happened like within the last year. Last year? Yeah. So 24? So I was 24, yeah. Yeah. To, to kind of make that decision. I'm 24 years old. Am I going to be able to, to be hmm. essentially a surrogate mother <laughs> to a four yeah, or five year old? It's, it's a big decision to make. And I mean, if I was in his shoes, I would only want to be with someone that I knew would be okay with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like duping someone into it will just create like a foundation of uncertainty within the relationship anyways. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just like an awkward situation. <laughs> all in all, like on my profile page, it's three photos of me and my cat. Right. And it's like on his, it's all just solo shots. <laughs> and on his Instagram, solo shots on, like he looks so single bachelor, no kids whatsoever. So yeah, that's, that was my one like random dating experience. And since then, it's been a little quiet, but such is life. <laughs> okay. Wow, that's, I didn't expect that because like you being able to tell a story because... I wanted to tell this story in a short form and I still couldn't. Like I'm yeah, so... That's as short as it gets. <laughs> it's really though. Yeah, it's, I'm glad to see that you are a little more open with that because... I think if you told if you talked about dating like two three years ago, I can't imagine the reaction would be like, "Oh, Pokemon is like seeing other people," and then people will make fun of the Sims. They say, "Oh, all the Sims are gonna unsubscribe." It's like, no, yeah, they're making up all these imaginary scenarios mm -hmm. and it's like laughing at it, right? Yeah, but it's like, just like drama for no reason. Yeah. Whereas, like, I am a regular twenty-five year old, just like any other one. Yeah. So, cool. I'm glad. To, um, I love hearing that story. <laughs> It's I will so tell funny. you many more stories then. Right. And uh, you can give me dating advice in the future. We're like, you know what? Oh, Go public. You know what? Don't. Shh. I don't freaking know. Yeah. But uh, at least I have friends to go on this journey with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, we did a viewer question last oh, week. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Pokimane is great at giving advice. Oh, thanks. Remember Dr. Pokey? Yeah. That's a throwback. We'll do that again soon, I think. All right, we have one viewer question. Potabi, I met this single girl a few Ooh. weeks ago, and mm -hmm. we really hit it off. Hang out every couple of days, just one-on-one. -on -one, and she always steers the conversation towards relationship topics and feels flirty. She asked if I had a crush on anyone, and I told her I liked her. But she, had to, but she said she had to collect her thoughts before responding. But she hasn't brought it up since then, and we've been talking like usual. Thoughts on the situation, and how should I go about this moving forward? Look, this bitch baited you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Yo, I used to I used to be a bit of an incel. I'm not anymore. I'm recovering. Um, but <laughs> like, if a don't worry, he still relapses sometimes. It's crazy. <laughs> it's coming out now. I'm fighting it. How do you hang out with a guy one-on-one, -on -one, talk about a relationship, and then say, hey, you got crush on anyone? Hot, there is some ambiguity there. Like, yeah. you can hang out with guys one-on-one. -on -one. Again, we don't know how dry or, like, exciting this really was. In the sense True. that, you know, things are very, like, subjective. You could think she's giving you all these signs and she's just smiling. Yeah. Like, it's very, very subjective in that sense. However, I actually think, like, he's right when he says, like, hanging out one-on-one, -on -one, relationships, topics, feeling flirty, because when he brought up how he felt, she didn't say she didn't feel the same. So I don't think he was fully misreading the situation. Mm -hmm. I just think it's time that you prepare, kindly prepare a way to 
bring it up again. But if she was interested, why didn't she just say, yeah, I do have a crush Maybe on you Maybe she too. was gauging it. And then as soon as he was like, I like you, which honestly, like, damn, ballsy. I thought he was going to be like, oh, like I said, I like someone, but I didn't oh, tell yeah, her who, you know? Yeah. Oh, there's this girl yeah. I like. She's really cool. We hang out sometimes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I feel like maybe she was she was expecting that. So she was surprised by how straightforward he was. So I would say what I love is like anytime you're unsure about an interaction, just prep the fuck out of it. Literally sit there with a pen and paper and be like, how will I bring this up? Hello. <laughs> um, what's a good girl name? Ashley. Ashley. Ooh, that's like a hot girl name. Shit. She gonna break your heart. Anyways, hello, Ashley. <laughs> You're like mid-convo, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. By the way, very casually, um, I was wondering if you had some time to think about what we mentioned during our last hangout. Boom, that's it. <laughs> and then you're opening up the dialogue. And I also encourage you to think through some possible things she would say, some things you could rebuttal with, how to mm. move the conversation along. Yeah. She just likes the attention, my guy. She's just using you to feed her ego. Insults, they are there. Oh, Insults, they're there. I mean, uh, let me wait. Okay, let me give you some hope, though. Uh -huh. I feel like if that was the case, she would have just said no. She got what she wanted the attention, knowing that he likes her. Well, but for her to say, I'm not sure, hmm, potential. But it's also hard to say no when you're alone in a room with a guy and say, Hey, do you like me? It takes a strong woman to be like, no, I don't. What does it feel. say about me if, like, I would for sure say no? Because you're a strong woman. <laughs> I'm just confrontational as fuck. Do you like? I feel like having someone's, um, like, being someone's crush is like a responsibility. Yeah, like you it is. owe them to be straightforward with them. So, yeah, I guess that's how I usually see it. But yeah. You you should Maybe, find out mm -hmm. though, like follow up. You just gotta ask again. You'll yeah. never know Be because we can't tell you for sure how she feels. It could really go either way. Maybe yeah. she did just want the attention, but maybe she's just shy. She really <laughs> likes you, but she just had to think it through. Yeah, don't come out the gate accusing her of you stringing me along, man. <laughs> yes, very important. <laughs> You're gonna ruin your chances instantly. Mm -hmm. But you you gotta be like. If you like her and you don't want like this wishy-washy friend zone thing, it is your responsibility Set to like, boundaries. hey, you know, I really like you and I want to figure things out. So like I need a more clear answer. It's like, mm -hmm. is it a possibility? Like you don't want to be stuck in this. All right, let's never talk about it, but we're still hanging out one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. but you don't want it. You're, you're not into me. What do you think, Broden? Give her an ultimatum. <laughs> Is that what you would do? I, I would do like what Pokey said. I, I would do like a. I'm trying to imagine what he would say. Tell me now, or I will murder your cat. Like, I yeah, bring it up casual. Bring it up in a way that it's like no stress and no. Yes. Love. Whatever answer is gonna be fine. Actually, one of my favorite, like, conversation hack tips for that is a way to really get an answer out of someone and to gauge how they feel about something is you tell them, hey, I just wanted to see about X, Y, Z. Do you want to blah, blah, blah? Or, and you say the opposing option and you make it very clear that that opposing option is okay. Mm. Let me explain. Let's say you and someone like have plans to hang out, but you feel like they're not really like, they don't want to anymore. Or whether it's liking someone, whatever you say, hey, do you still want to hang out? Or do you want to maybe do something another time or whatever? And like, don't worry, like, it's really not a big deal. If mm -hmm. you make the other option, 
um, like equally appealing and make it clear that it doesn't matter to you which way they choose, then they'll be honest with you. But if you just say, do you want to X? Sometimes <laughs> like, oh God, I feel pressured to say yes. But if you say both options and they're totally fine, even if deep down you would cry if she said no, <laughs> you got to pretend that you don't care and then she'll tell you the truth. But I don't want to hang out. I don't like you. If you don't like me, it's totally okay. We can still be friends. And then you cry. And then yeah, you cry, you cry anyways. <laughs> yeah, because looking at the situation now, it feels like a friend zone, undefined thing and he is going to like bother him. So, you know. Yeah, I've seen things go all sorts of ways. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a lot of you, time. You get them answers in a nice, oh, sorry, in a nice, nonchalant, stressful, free way. Yeah, I have seen a lot of times a guy gets too demanding and then it's yes. just over with. Yes, yes. So it is really, really good rule of thumb to never, ever put pressure when you're asking these sorts of things. Yeah. Or demand an answer by a certain day. Oh, my God, a guy did that to me once. Oh, how'd that work out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I specifically have a thing. Where if someone puts pressure on me, sometimes even when it's a thing that's like good for me, mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, you think you can make me do something? No. <laughs> like I will just back the F off as soon as I feel any sort of pressure like that. All right. So definitely don't demand or pressure her or anything, but Agreed. you got to find out, right? You got have expectations so yeah, you're not you stuck update in this. us i want to know what happened yeah Potab oh Someone yeah I, I want to know it's like i listened to toast and told her to fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm crying or i listened to i pokey. listened to pokey and i asked kindly and now we're married with three kids yeah and a picket fence and a golden retriever so it's better than a no and honestly if she didn't like you she could just not hang out with you right yeah so you have a chance but you got good luck uh, yeah follow it all right, that was fun. We that should, was should, very fun. I'm very invested in uh, if he turns out to be like a... Same, because like I get no straightforward reads from this. Yeah. It's like it could go either way. Yeah, if you guys want to leave more questions, leave it in, I don't know, the YouTube comments or the Reddit thread. Yeah, where do you get these from? I think this one was from the Reddit thread on r slash... Offline TV, the most poppin' subreddit there ever was. Yes, what she said. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, that was a good one to end it on. Great. I great had time. a great time talking I to really you. enjoy talking to you, too. I'm happy to be on the podcast anytime. Yeah. Or to just talk anytime. Talk. Talk shit about people. Hell we yeah. We love doing that. <laughs> Thank you all so much for uh, watching the podcast. Hope you guys are having a nice drive home or if you're doing your homework. Oh, when do you so listen cute. to podcasts? During anything. I'll shower and listen to a podcast. Right. A lot. Do my hair. Do my makeup. Clean the showering, house. Oh, if you're showering, your scrub your butt. Mm. <laughs> do you scrub your butt? Yeah. Do you use a bidet? I don't have one in my current apartment. Very uh, sad stuff. Yeah. I, I. You use a bidet? No, no, no. I feel like the bidet is too messy. I have to use wet wipes instead. All Peasant right. Peasant life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching. Now you know how we clean our, our asses. Butts. Yeah. Thanks. We talk about asses a lot. Though. Okay. Sorry. Bye, guys. Bye bye. We'll measure ours in the next one. In the next one. Yeah. We'll so now we're measures. baiting them to watch, to listen to our next duo podcast. And then we can clickbait it. Yes. Perfect. Sounds good. So bring the measuring tape then. <laughs>